first time ever. Hear you loud and clearly. Uh, and it was going place. That stuff's great. But the game is not a roguelike. Boomer shooter. Bang. Hello, this is John St. John, and you're listening to KWEP In The Keep, bringing you all the hits from the finest in the world of gaming and entertainment. Now sit back and relax as the drowned god Cathala lulls your mind with the tastiest talk in town. Welcome to another chapter of In The Keep Podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherload. The Keep is a collective of gaming enthusiasts compelled by the drowned god Cathala to frag and jib one another into oblivion for all eternity. And we're back with Scumhead on the podcast. Yay! Hooray! forward to this like all of the last four hours <laughs> oh god like uh what was it like it was seriously it was like 4 25 in the morning you're we like hey when are we gonna schedule that podcast and i was just like are you gonna be busy like four hours from now and you said yeah i'll be awake like, <laughs> whatever See you in four and now. here i am 4 a.m. I gotta torment you. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking game, dude. I uh, just had a whole weekend of rearranging my sleep schedule for work. Go to the first shift, and then I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just stay up afterwards, too. Why not? <laughs> Here I am to ruin your whole life. My, my favorite thing is Nas. He says, I never sleep because sleep is the cousin of death. And he's right. What's his, like, his name? Is Nas? You don't? Oh, you don't like like music and stuff. Uh, Nas is like legendary hip hop artist, and he has this song called "New York State of Mind." And mm. in that song, he, he raps. He says, "I never sleep because sleep is the cousin of death." And that line is so beautiful. I don't know why, but it's true. Every time you go to sleep, you're dead for like a period of time. Yeah, I, I listened to this really underground artist called Kanye West, and one time he went, uh, poop diddy scoop. Scoop diddy poop. Scoop to poop. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was it? ICP had that line where they're like, magnets, how do those work? <laughs> like These are the prolific lines of, uh, of hip-hop history. That's, that's Them actually be real bars. Let's let's not even mention vomitorium. <laughs> let's just have a kind of boring rap conversation. Here's two white guys talking about rap music. <laughs> I don't know anything about rap or hip hop. I just know the radio my mom listens to. I grew up anyway. in the dirty South shit, man. <laughs> okay, so vomitorium, give us the the elevator pitch. What what is this game to you? You've been planning this for a long time, and then you. I, I was like, well, that'll never happen. And then you did a Kickstarter and you made like some ungodly amount of money. And I was like, hmm, maybe this guy <laughs> is marketable somehow. <laughs> I wouldn't say I made an ungodly amount of money. It's more money than I ever thought I'd have. But yeah, okay. I mean, 
for an indie game, like for a first time ever Kickstarter for an indie game. It wasn't my first Kickstarter. Really? Okay, tell yes. us about the first one. I really I no one ever play this game, please, because I'm too lazy to change certain aspects of it that really reflect my idiot uh teenage self. Uh it was called Orogenesis. And uh I kickstarted it for six grand and it failed. And I kickstarted again for two thousand dollars and it succeeded. And I spent all the money on Bionicles. Um and then I made a game that was not good. The end. That was my I, first Kickstarter. Which I made me hate game dev. Huh? I own that game. You do? I own everything you've ever made that I'm aware of. Well, that's sweet. But just I don't look into the files of that game, okay? <laughs> just don't do that. Well, here we go. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, seriously. Oh, oh goodness. But yeah, that that was my first Kickstarter. And um Where was I going with that? You were going to oh tell me God. about how... Okay, so you raised a bunch of money for Vomitorium, but your first yes. was was Orogenesis, and yes. it's bad. It's a bad game. So but even though you've built a poor reputation on spending all of your money that you get for your games on Bionicles, now hey, you I was, I was 17. <laughs> vomitorium. Hey, okay. I've, okay. I'm not very good at this whole elevator pitch thing. Um, I was 17. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but I do know what I'm doing now, and I have plenty of the money left still. Even after five whole months, I have plenty of that cash left, and I've shipped tons of the rewards, so I think I'm doing just fine. Um, okay, but to go back five minutes, let me do the elevator pitch of what Vomitorium actually is. Um, it's a first-person Metroidvania built in GZ Doom with uh, art inspired by uh, Zdzislav uh Bekchinski. what an awful name to pronounce uh he's one of my favorite artists super spooky uh hellscape type thing and i just it's been an inspiration for me since i was like 13 so i wanted to make a game based off that style translated into my own shitty pixel art i uh i was talking to a fella named revel or carlos who is making the game Sprawl, and he mm -hmm. was was also extremely influenced by Bekshinsky. And I I brought your name up. I was like, you two should touch tips. I know people can't see this, but I'm. I'm <laughs> um, I think we should fight in gladiatorial combat to see who gets the right to use as as inspiration. I'm pretty sure all that shit's like you know public domain at this point. You can't. He's been dead for years, so probably. I mean, even if, I mean, not necessarily his artwork, but you can't patent being influenced by somebody. I mean, that's true. Stay out of my territory. As the wise man Heisenberg once said. Wise. No, I'm just kidding. Weisenberg. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. Anyway, the game is, you know, based on his art and inspired by that. And you did your, you took it, you know, and did your own thing with it. And you've created this like really cool, like arid, kind of uh, it gives this uh feeling when you're inside of it and i remember we we kind of you tried to explain this to me beforehand when i'd never even seen bekshinsky's art i think i looked mm. at him the first time because you were saying it and in real time i just like oh this is oh yeah 
don't know. Last podcast. Geeker, I was like all up in HR Geeger. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, so what you've accomplished, at least with what I've seen through the Kickstarter shit, because uh, I kickstarted it. And mm-hmm. also, by the way, you shipped a lot of rewards, allegedly. I haven't received shit. You haven't? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I shipped you. Email. It's. I shipped it. I shipped you a poster, and I shipped you pins. And if those don't arrive, I'm going to bomb the U.S. Post Office. Just kidding. No, it's going to go postal metaphorically <laughs> like in the game. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to cut that one out. Um, no, I'm going to leave it in and see how they <laughs> um, that, um, It's a credible threat. They're going to make sure I get my shit now. <laughs> but, oh, Jesus. Um the the artwork is in the in the game and the atmosphere that it creates is so like transcendent above anything else that I've really seen in the Doom engine before and and I'm not saying that there haven't been really cool atmospheric places but this is like different it is totally in your own style and it really does capture the emotion that is invoked by Bekshinsky's work if I may be polite about it uh, <laughs> if I were going to be impolite about it I'd say it sucks and no one would buy it. <laughs> I have a hard time reading you. Um, <laughs> Told you this well, is going to be well, thank you. not very brainy episode for me. It's all right. I'm here to ramble about my, my shitty project, and you're here to, to puke questions at me so I can answer them. Yes. So, what, I mean, how did you set about creating that atmosphere? Like, I know you had the artistic inspiration, but, like, the, the game is far more complex level wise than anything that I've ever seen you do before, like shrine and trying to especially. Uh, and then you kind of had a transitionary phase, man, because you were already playing in vomitorium, but you put out Lycanthorn, which was a, like, pretty simplistic. And then Lycanthorn two is when you kind of tested publicly your, your experimentation with this sort of level design, this like Metroidvania esque mm-hmm. sprawling, you know, interconnected world uh which i assume is heavily influenced also by dark souls oh absolutely um, yeah um that was a question because <laughs> <laughs> you m- micro that question a little bit uh let's how did you like what was your plan and like i'm gonna create this and doom like how much fucking work did you put into learning how to do that and like was there anything else other any other projects that were similar that you could draw from or um how many questions do I have to ask before you give me an answer? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you your answer right now. Um, well, yeah, you, you pretty much said it. Where Lycanthorn Two was was a was an experiment on me learning how to do the hub map system, which I didn't even end up using because Vomitorium is all on one map now. So it was, I wouldn't like Lycanthorn Two wasn't a waste, obviously, but the things I learned there aren't being applied for this project. Um, I don't know. I, well, to, to if if we want to talk about the actual map itself, I exclusive. <laughs> I took the Super Metroid map and I laid it out flat. So you know how in Super Metroid you're doing a lot of verticality. Mm-hmm. I turned the verticality into hallways and twisted them slightly and pooped things into, you know, not where it's like obvious that it's all Super Metroid. I don't. I took I took the the blueprint of that map and 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 whacked it into what it is now. If, if in the raw type of thing, mm-hmm. 
I mean, this project, I mean, I wanted to make a, a Metroidvania since, like, well, I started making one in February of 2020, and then I started making this sort of Game Boy Advance, not Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color type graphics art style game, and you were, you played as this, like, little, like, rat dude. It, it was supposed to be, like, all, all the creatures were rodents. It was, like, Hollow Knight, but with rodents in a 3D setting, but... I don't know. I create projects constantly and get burnt out immediately. And so that idea got super shelved and eventually turned into Vomitorium later. If that doesn't make a sense. Yeah, I mean, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to put it because generally speaking, like with you, you've kind of had this very kind of as i said before linear driven style and like short levels and all this sort of thing and Mm -hmm. this is a totally different kind of like this is a new scumhead this is like scumhead Uh, Mm 2.0 i didn't i didn't ever from the moment i met you like i knew that you were like going to do something special but i didn't quite know what it was going to be and then now that you've kind of shown a little bit of what this is i'm like oh he does have some sort of genius in there. He's not (laughs) this this guy with trash bags in his living room. (laughs) That is true. But but what makes it so cool and profound, at least to me, is the fact that you're doing it all by your lonesome. I mean, you do have, do you still have the the programming stuff uh, being kind of outsourced? Oh yeah. I mean, like mango is, is still, you know, kicking ass. Like right now, I don't, I don't have my hands on the build right now because Mango's just making all the boss fights not suck ass. Um, yeah. And once, like, yeah, the the most of this game was built by me, but like, there are so many things in the project. Like, it would feel so much worse if I didn't have the help that I did. Like, uh, but Tandy helping with tons of the the weapon animations, they feel so much better than my like five frame fucking shitty gun animations and then uh like mango made all the base like item mechanics somehow work and then uh this other guy terminus came out of nowhere and did some fucking voodoo magic which gave me like the the the, those dialogue systems now there there's really like way improved feeling on all the platforming and different mechanics and and tons of bugs are fixed like yeah, if if I wasn't selling Vomitorium, I totally would have just made it all myself and shat it out there like I like I do with a lot of other stuff. But because you know I've I've got all these talent talented people, just like it's not a lot, but they're still just sprinkling their little magic on it and and making it so much better. So of course I I had to shower them in a little bit of gold coins. But is is how old is Mango now? Oh gosh, I don't know if he's eighteen yet. I th- well, I think he is. You should figure that out. I should probably out. figure that out. Yeah, well, I also probably shouldn't have, have <laughs> release so that you can pay him money and not have it be a weird tax situation. It's probably going to be a case where if he's not eighteen yet, I'll just wait till he does turn eighteen, gets his own bank account, and then I'll beam him some some robux. I think you, you can have your own bank account under eighteen. I just like I'm pretty sure that like. It, Let's put it this way. Um, let's say he wasn't, 
right? And you pay mm-hmm. him a bunch of money. Technically, even if it's in his bank account, it's his parents' money. And I don't know anything about Mango's like home life. I'm sure he's very happy, and or they are very happy. Apologies, but if not, you know, if their parents are assholes, they could just take yeah. all. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm sorry. So um, avoid avoid any kind of situation that's not good for you. <laughs> I, I just want to. I want him to set up his damn PayPal already. It's been months, Mango. Set up your PayPal so I can pay you. You little man. You can make a PayPal at like 16. That's totally You cool. can? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I think I, think I, I, think I, I did I, do I, I that. Wrong. Don't, don't fucking quote me on this. I, I don't know anything. <laughs> You're going to get arrested for bad information. <laughs> yeah, first, you attack the, the post office. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I spilled water. Tally monitors to open banking house. <laughs> oh, so yeah. <sighs> for undescript services, <laughs> uh, please don't, please don't. No one out there do that uh, unless it's legal in your. No, never mind. There's no way to word that that doesn't make it sound wrong. I reject every the, deleting the first fifteen minutes of the podcast. <laughs> God, just have like minutes of beep. Oh God, it's, it's like fifteen minutes of the, first, of the podcast, just one long bleep. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, Vomitorium is a new horizon for you. It's gonna be real, real fucking uh, high fidelity in comparison to basically everything you released before. And in particular, I mean, there's a couple of moments that stand out. There's like obviously like Lycanthorn two just kind of all the way around kicks ass. Um, I mean, it's a short lived experience, but it, as far as it just accomplishing the goals it set out to do totally awesome everyone should go pick it up you can beat it in like you know an hour maybe less if you're smarter than i am because i'm really dumb um, and, and have a banging ass time and uh how much did you even charge for that one no nothing i've released so far except yeah. for Genesis. So like it's, it's it's free you can just like get a little taste before you spend all of your money on vomitorium mm-hmm. and then before that the, the last boss of shrine two was like also kick ass it was like whoa that, that was all mango <laughs> that was like, all mango yeah that was his magic man i couldn't design a boss to save my fucking life what what do you think it is that makes you not able to design a boss is it just like not having the programming skills well, yet? no i i'm really shitty at video games that's why everything i make is so easy because i think it's hard but it's not for most people I play every game on easy mode, man. Well, I think there's a something to be said about the fact that you're you know you're working in the Doom engine, and up until now, your games are really kind of centered in Doom, and then so people who've been playing Doom for 25 years, it is super easy to them. Um, I mean, I still died a couple times in the campaigns, but especially in in Shrine and Shrine Two, especially in the River Sticks. And <laughs> well, that wasn't a matter of difficulty. That that was just. A horrible, horrible, horrible place that that we thankfully redid. And you still got an honorable mention in the CAC Awards uh, to my. I was I was both happy to see that that happened and also really mad because I was demanding that you win. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, I, Ty. For I have being... like straight contacts to multiple people in the CAC Awards, and I was just like. You're a fucking idiot. If <laughs> <doesn't win. laughs> I mean, obviously, like, I don't know. 
obviously bridge burner took home everything and and, and i think rightfully well, of course because that man's that man scares me with his talent well i mean it, there's different strengths i guess to making games right and his is mm. definitely level design and and you know intricate uh design in in that account but that doesn't sum up everything that makes a game special right like mm. so for everything we can just sit here and talk about you know like shrines too easy like for 99.9% of people, <laughs> his shit is way too hard. Even on mm. easy, it's still really difficult. And there's nothing wrong with either one of these things. But, you know, he mm. released a map called Bastion of Chaos, and you released four games. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I, and I like both of you very much. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't quantify everything on just, like, you know, how awesome the line work is like no one who's not a doom designer really cares about that they're just like oh that looks really pretty yeah and i think it's it's fair because you know the the cag awards aren't a celebration of you know of games it's celebration of of doom and i think what what bridge murder does is a lot more doom than what i do and i so I just think that's fair that too, because Bastion of Chaos is just a, it, it was a doom map, but it is part of a game that is going to be released called age of hell. Right. Mm. It's one level in a big, bigger game. Um, who, I forgot who won, who won the category. Was that, was it, was it Bastion of Chaos? Or, or one well, of Rich Burns he, won, he won like three different awards, essentially, you know, like mm. guy, dude of the year. I don't remember what all the, <laughs> he won a, a, a map award for Bastion of Chaos. And he won, I think, I think the soundtrack to Bastion of Chaos won, which is primeval, you know, your, your mutual. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, butt buddy. that dude is unbelievable. Yeah. I've been trying to get primeval. I, just, on show I can't wait for people to play Vomitorium just because of the music he made for it. It's, mm-hmm. it's like triple a dark souls level shit. I just, it's so exciting. I mean, he's a tremendous, tremendous musician. It's he's punching well below his weight at this point. And mm-hmm. Not to insult you, but I mean, like, <laughs> you know, he, I, I, there, there's Marky music. There's uh, Hex and Craft. There's there's a lot of people out there with very similar kind of talent, as far as I'm concerned. Like, you know, even mm-hmm. to the point of just like some people can make really good music, but can't really master it or make it dynamic and fit with games and blah. You know, you can go down the line mm-hmm. with that. But in in terms of just like sheer like if you if you listen to Andrew Holschult, Marky Music, and Primeval with no context of the games that they've been featured in or how much money they've made, mm-hmm. I really feel like you wouldn't know what to like if you had said like which one of these three is not famous. <laughs> I mean, it would be really hard to pick. <laughs> like, yeah, Primeval deserves he deserves the world, man. For yeah. how much he's helped me, I mean, he did stuff for Shrine too. He's doing tons for Vomitorium. I don't know, but man. I think I think what he's doing is smart because he's actually kind of following a very like, similar trajectory to what Marky Music was doing at the time too. It's like just put your shit out there, like help out a bunch of people doing mods and or whatever. Like take every opportunity you can to get your name out, and then you know later somebody's gonna want to pay him a bunch of money, and he'll mm-hmm. be like, "Yeah, uh, I would love to take all of your money. Thank you. This is my resume, and it'll be a really good resume, even though he didn't probably make a lot doing that resume." And uh, smart. That's the same argument I had with you the first time you were on the show. I'm like, "Why don't you charge anything?" And you were like, "Well, I don't know. I just kind of want to get my name out there." And I was like, "That's fucking dumb. Don't do that." <laughs> and then, and then, and then I was wrong because then you did, 
you got your name out there pretty significantly and then you do a Kickstarter and, and people are like, oh, I love everything this guy's ever published that I played for free. <laughs> <laughs> I should give him some money probably, not just for this game, but for all the other crap he did. Money's scary though, man. I'd be lying if if because I'm so used to not working with money and just kind of being isolated that it's it's been kind of stressful. Just knowing there's 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 definitely more of an expectation for something when you're selling it for like ten bucks, you know. Any money you don't want, dude. Um, you know my. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying, you goober. Um, you know, if you can't figure out how to spend it, I will take care of it. <laughs> it's not that it, it's not about the spending or the money itself. It's the it's the expectations of the people buying it. I just right, right. I don't know. It's spooky. Yeah, before man. you could you could be like, you could hide behind the fact and say like, well, it's free. You know, I like, Why yeah. Complain? And now it's like, <laughs> well, now I owe you something. Like you yeah. owe the fans something. I get that, man. You owe me a lot. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ty, Ty, have one of my wives. Um, hmm. numbers one, two, three. Oh, you're in Arizona, not Utah. <laughs> uh, I'll take the one on the left. Uh, she seems like Matilda, she's like my, my current wife. <laughs> <sighs> Welcome, Matilda. Welcome to the to the lineage. Um. But no, dude, it's just been really fucking cool, like watching you grow and change and become a little person. Cause, <laughs> I mean, little person. A year ago when we talked, you were even a little over a person. Now you're a bigger person. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. It's so cute. <laughs> you'll be like, like a puppy growing up before your eyes. You'll be 21, what, like next month? Pretty soon? Mm, Halloween. Halloween. Why did I think? I thought it was like July. That's my brother. Yes. Brother. My bad. I, I was born on the day of darkness. So you'll be 21. So on Halloween, I've got to drive to Phoenix and buy you your first beer. Oh, golly. Don't I have to get like a special ID to even purchase alcohol? No, 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 no. It, I mean, okay. So no one's going to see this. So I'll just show you. Never mind. My wallet's downstairs. You, you have like the, the upways one that you get before you turn 21. And then you get the sideways one after you turn 21, right? Mm. I think. I don't know how Arizona does it. I'm not from here. But I have no that's idea. That's the only difference. But that doesn't mean that they can't. They they still have to. They don't have to serve you, I guess, ever. But like, just because you don't have the one that says like you know, at first glance, what age you are, as long as they look at the date, they can serve you. Now I know I'm not my trying to turn you into an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I don't. I don't think I. I'm not. I'm not huge on booze as it is. Right, because you never had a drink before because you're not 21. And you live in. Of course, I've never drinking before. What nonsense! Um. Well, I, with with that, I, I know my brother. Uh, like my brother's like twenty something, and he he has still has to get my parents to buy alcohol at the store because he doesn't have his his special his special ID. So it's probably some Arizona bullshit. That doesn't but, uh, make any sense. I've never heard of that before. Maybe maybe he's just being overly cautious and hasn't actually ever tried it, but I don't know. There's a lot of anxiety in your family, would you say? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) We're an anxious wreck. Everyone is. We're all on fucking medication. My, uh... I think my family was kind of similar, but not not to that extent. Like I, I would, I definitely went tra- straight to the nearest Mexican restaurant and got a margarita when I tried. 
I was in California when I turned 21 too. So mm. good margaritas. Yeah. I bet if you go to a restaurant, they don't really care. But if you go to the, maybe like a grocery store or a gas station, they're going to be like, um, this ain't exactly the right ID. You need the better one. That happened to me in Texas with, uh, with trying to buy jewel pods. Those Ron bastards, those Ron Texan bastards. Do you hear me? Oh, that's like a thing. Now. It's like you have to be 21 to purchase. Yes! I almost said the R word. Um. <laughs> For a while, I mean, California was like, I think the first state to do that. They made it 21. And then, but it was like a clause. It's like, if you are in the military, you don't have to. Be, that's be so bizarre. That. Because there, like, there wasn't a there wasn't a grandfathering system either. So one day I was I was smoking, and then the next day I was doing an illegal act. So I've had to go through the black market. It, it, yeah, it totally it totally <laughs> stopped the problem. Yeah, <laughs> good golly, it really worked. Congratulations, mm-hmm. government. Um, <sighs> that's not really interesting shit. Let's get back to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so what else, what else like do you feel kind of defines it? Like what makes it special and unique that like sets it apart from other, other game developers who are putting out products that will be competing with yours for vomitorium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, obviously it, it, it's art direction and ambience is a huge thing. Uh, the themes of the story, it's a, it's a super serious exploration of one character that, it's kind of like in Dark Souls how you can kind of ignore it, but if you look at it, it's I think it's something very personal and meaningful, and, and it's it's not just oh shoot the demon <laughs> that yeah. type of shit. It's I don't know. I try to try to put a lot of like symbolism and and themes and and stuff from my own from my own mind in there. Like, okay, let's say I have fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, only have fifteen dollars, and I'm only I'm gonna I'm gonna spend it on a game. You know, I'm not gonna buy booze with it or crack at the <laughs> fries parking lot. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm gonna buy a game, and my two choices are vomitorium or uh, I don't know. That's another. Let's assume Call of Duty costed fifteen dollars. <laughs> Okay. Why would I spend my money on vomitorium instead of that? Uh, there's a long silence because I'm thinking like the type of person who plays Call of Duty probably wouldn't be very interested in what I'm making. Um, I don't want I don't want to say anything that's like really like cool and similar because if yeah, because then it's just a versus battle. Like, I, I, I was gonna like my first thought was like. Why would I buy that instead of ViscerFest? But then I was like, <laughs> well, I, I don't want to like put create dichotomy between these two. Like these are two. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, Osric is great. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a goober. I, he is a very cute cat on Twitter. Um. So what what you're asking me basically is what's the hook? Well, what makes it worth anything? Like what you know? Like if you had to prove this to someone, if you were in a boardroom. You know, let's say you were at a, at a developer, uh, or you're a developer, and you're walking into a publisher, and you're like, "Why is this game worth money? Why is this worth investing in?" Because there's cool and special. well, 
I think what what makes it special isn't that it's doing anything super new. It's more that there's a complete void of of 3D Metroidvanias. Like the like there's there's several in development right now, but there's none on the market, and I think mine's gonna be the first one out there. So I I, I don't know. I want to fill the hole of people who are looking for a Souls type experience and a Metroid type experience because you have it. Huh? Filling holes. <laughs> you Gross. A, you got a hole that needs filled. So <laughs> head is gonna stick something in there. That's so nasty, especially with the, how my name sounds. The fucking <laughs> popping pimples into your butthole, man. Yuck. Oh Jesus. <laughs> no, I agree. There's no. There's nothing else like on the market right now that's like it at all. Uh, the there's a, there's a couple of like pretty close comparisons I could try to. Draw like uh, Elder Effigy? Born. Effigy is not for sale yet, and probably won't be for quite a while. But Effigy mm. is the the next obvious answer. Um, Elderborn is like a first person slasher game. It's really badass. It has really, really, really good graphics. It's by Hyper Strange, which at the time well, that they released it were a super indie thing. Now they're a publisher of games. Um, but it has kind of the the inter, oh, yeah, inter, interlinked kind of souls like I wouldn't call it a Metrovania in any way, but like it has a similar kind of map structure. Um, and then, as you said, Effigy is another great example, like of somebody who's like kind of closer. Nate Barons is also working for Dread XP, and that's probably why he's not publishing mm-hmm. Effigy faster. <laughs> he's, he's making money doing other things like the Hunt and all that, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great example of something that's like kind of a direct competitor, even in in terms of atmosphere, gameplay style, um, it, and it is more directly a Metroidvania. Um, so that's something I think. But yeah, you're definitely going to beat them all to the market. I, I'm not saying that that means anything is better or worse than anything else. No, I really, not. really, really, really like effigy i've played like i played the demo from the haunted ps1 and i've stayed in touch with them ever since mm-hmm. and uh, i really like nate and i think he's got some great fucking ideas that are gonna make that game totally kick ass on the flip side you know i i'm sitting here talking to you because i <laughs> you're fostering the cold war here but no, like, okay, so let's say I'm going to spend my money on something else or I'm going to spend, okay, I have Crack or I have Vomitorium, okay? Crack, you can only do once, right? Mm-hmm. You smoke that Crack, that $15 is gone. You don't ever really <laughs> buy Crack, you borrow Crack. Then you metabolize it, and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. Well, vomitorium is a product that you can get, and you can keep playing it over and over again. You can find new things in it, you can try it. Um, you, you, if you give your money to your local crack dealer, you're probably contributing to the delinquency of minors, <laughs> destruction of other lives. If you buy a vomitorium, you're taking scumhead from being poor to being a rock superstar with like oh, a, wow. enough money to like make a living on so that he can make more games that are even better than this one. Potentially, um, you're, you're supporting the arts, you're supporting mango, you're supporting primeval. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, all, all three of these people will, you know, stop living in their mom's basements and probably go out and do something <laughs> with their lives. Uh, <laughs> it's like giving it basically vomitorium is giving your money to charity for, <laughs> I'm kidding. That was but, weird. <laughs> what was that? 
that's me trying to sell your game. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about the game itself, just that you're going to pay for some some losers to to live a little longer. <laughs> for for only a penny, you can send a starving kid in Africa to college. Or <laughs> or you can buy vomitorium <laughs> for $15 or and, whatever. And feed me more Big Macs. Mm. So Again, I've you know I've only really gotten a chance to play the demo, but like how how long is the game? Like how, how, if you had to ballpark hours wise, it's hard to say because me knowing where everything is, a big part of you know a Metroidvania is is just knowing where to go. So for me, a complete playthrough, a hundred percent playthrough for me is around two hours. I think for the average person, it's going to be four to five hours, sometimes more, sometimes less, depending on just how good you are. It's still a it's still a pretty small experience. It's it's nothing. It's not an enormous game. There, I I don't want any bloat. So it's it's still pretty pretty small. So let's say you paid you know forty to sixty dollars for Resident Evil Nemesis, and then you bitch and complain because you're like, I paid this much money and I only got to play five or six hours worth of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, well. You can pay less money and play the same amount of game. <laughs> I don't know if it's as graphically impressive or fun as Resident Evil, but do you do you think being like graphically impressive is all that important? No, I think uh, graphically. Imp- I mean, one th- I I hate how every game looks like it's made in Unreal these days. It all looks very similar. But, um, Unreal game. I want all my Unreal games to look like fucking Graven, man. Is Graven the new 3D Realms yeah, thing? It's like it's like the, the 3D Realms kind of... Uh, I don't know it's already the wizard that. and you can break shit. You can like yeah, break you're, everything. You're a, pri- you're a priest, essentially. It's, it's not quite an RPG, you know, but it kind of has a lot of elements from that. It's still definitely like a, like a boomery game. Mm, but, it looks sick. Yeah, it does. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't know that was unreal. I thought that was more more quick engine shit. But so, so this it's a, it's a brief tangent. Okay. It is mapped in Quake and then finished in Unreal. So they're like making what? maps in Trench Room and then they're doing all the texturing and everything in, in Unreal. That's that's what they're doing. That is crazy how those files don't get destroyed in the process. That is Andrew Holschel doing what he gets paid to do. That's why he's awesome. And then, Andrew Holschel, not Andrew Holschel. Chris. <laughs> Chris <laughs> I was like, wow, that guy's talented. Hey, Andrew, uh, I love you, but you didn't do that. You did. You did make some good songs, though. <laughs> Thanks. No, it's Chris Holden. Chris Holden. Um, I don't know why I got the two mixed. I guess they're both, you know, like dudes with long hair and beards. <laughs> <laughs> That's my goal too. I still got this like stoner shit going on. I can't grow facial hair yet. When I'm done being a baby, hopefully I can grow some. I have to shave for my job, but like on the weekends, dude, I look like a fucking mountain man. It's look at that cool give me, stubble. You give me a four day weekend, and I'm, I'm looking sharp. <laughs> <laughs> you look sexy, look, beard man. I was like looking back at uh, videos of Realms Deep from last year, like not mm. because I was like wanting to like rewatch me embarrassing myself, but because I was like trying to find shit to like market to people like this is what Realms Deep is and all that kind of thing. And 
that like I just look like a baby. And I, I know that was like less than a year ago, but like I look at me now and I look at that picture of me from like a year ago and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> this guy has no facial hair. And then I'm like, oh yeah. And then I had to go shave right after that. And I was like, oh yeah, that, that is what I look like. That's how I feel like every two months because I my weight fluctuates like a lot. Like only like by like 10 pounds-ish a lot. So like if I look back two months ago, I was like, oh, wow, that guy's a lard ass. But two months from now, I'm going to be like, I wish I looked like that again. Do you, Okay, so that's weird. Do you have like a like a depression thing where you like eat less when you're like – or is it like a work cycle thing or a money cycle thing? Um, it's just kind that, of, that's a sign of depression. Scumhead. I'm concerned. Oh, I am depressed. Do not worry. Um, it's, please, uh, please don't take my laughter as being mean. I, I, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I don't know why it happens. I just like, I think some weeks I'm just like, yeah, I only need to eat like once a day. I think it has, I've got such a disaster of a sleeping schedule. I just feel like there are days where I just eat like one meal versus days where I'm like, just fucking pigging out and shit. I don't know. Why is your sleep schedule a disaster? Because I have no responsibility to wake up at certain times. So I just go nuts. I guess, but like, (laughs) I don't know. I I sleep too much. That's the problem. As I I tick forward two hours every single day because I I oversleep. I get that to some extent. Like I mean, I have like responsibilities that require me to be awake at certain times. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like if you just isolated me and put me in a cave, I would. <laughs> who knows what my sleep schedule would be? It would be insanity. Um, but my I guess the added benefit is it's not a benefit. Actually, this sucks. But like my work keeps me always changing shifts. So like I never really keep the same, same sleep schedule period. And then, yeah, whatever. I I go insane. I just, I hate the daytime so much. Whoever made the sun is an asshole. So in Arizona, like it's not my choice. (laughs) No, like I could live in some hippie Oregon place where it's nice and rainy and cloudy, but Expensive, like a few weeks ago, and visiting friends, and I Mm. fucking love the weather in the Pac Northwest. I hate Seattle. Seattle as a city. No, no offense to anybody who lives there, (laughs) but like, I don't know. It's kind of a shithole. The the city itself is a shithole. I mean, everything else about the Pac Northwest is wonderful. Like, I Mm -hmm. love the weather. I love the scenery, the mountains, the trees. Like we went out to Forks, uh, which is out on the Olympic Peninsula. Mm. Uh, just one, like wonderful. Loved everything, everything about it, except for the city of Seattle. <laughs> the one time I went to Seattle, it was sunny the whole time. So that impression, like that, plus everything else wrong with Seattle, was uh, I, I didn't have that great of a time. Yeah. I always got upset when I was a kid growing up because people said Seattle's the rainiest city in America. And that's not true. My hometown of Mobile is the rainiest city in America. It just depends on the metric. <laughs> in Seattle, they measure it by like how many days does it rain a mm. year. In Mobile, they rain it about, they, they, they're like, how many inches of rain do you get? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I it's got like, to live there. 
in Mobile, Alabama, you would hate <laughs> No McDonald's. Oh, they have McDonald's. They have lots. Oh, I'll be McDonald's. fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hot and humid and Oh, um, yuck. I mean, food's great, you know. They have McDonald's. No, I'm kidding. They <laughs> really good like seafood and, you know, the whole deal. You probably don't eat seafood. You, are you a McFish guy? Oh, God, no. Well, I would never trust fish from McDonald's, man. No, that's right. You're a Travis Scott burger guy. <laughs> is, it, is it the little Yachty burger yet? Oh, I don't know. The the, the, the Fortnite burger was, was delicious and cheap, though. There so was the, uh, the Travis Scott burger, but Travis Scott also, it was Travis Scott Reese's Puffs, and now Reese's Puffs aren't Travis Scott anymore. It's Little Yachty Reese's Puffs. And the only reason I know that, I don't even know who Travis Scott or Little Yachty are. I only know that my wife really likes Reese's Puffs <laughs> because she's an adult and she can just buy whatever she wants, I guess. Mm-hmm. But now I know that I no longer see Travis Scott on the box. It's <laughs> he was assassinated. <laughs> so I assumed logically that now McDonald's switched the Travis Scott burger to the little Yachty burger. That's all. <laughs> They need to make a death wrist burger, and every time you open up the sandwich, it goes, yeah! Do you get that? Um, sure, yeah. <laughs> of, course, of course, I'm hip. I'm, hip. I'm totally <laughs> I know all the young people things. Yeah, death Grips is very hip. Um, I, I love Death Grips, to be very clear. Like, I'm a huge fan. I own all their records. Uh, they're, they're fucking fantastic. I like, especially No Love Deep Web, where the album cover is just literally a dick. A dick? Yeah. Oh, my God. Written on it that says No Love Deep Web. Okay, I have a story about that. A very embarrassing story of when I, I had that playing on my phone in a coffee shop. And I had my phone, like, unlocked. And I set it on the table. And for, like, an hour that there was a penis on my phone just hanging out in a coffee shop and I didn't even notice. So I wonder how many people saw that there was this big old schlong on my phone. When I was a kid, Death Grips, I was like high school, you know, when Death Grips was like really big, Mm -hmm. blowing up at least. And my friend and I, we really liked Death Grips and he bought that record on vinyl, but he bought the censored version (laughs) specifically so that his dad wouldn't think he was gay. <laughs> oh, the South. What an odd place. Um, you know, it, it's whatever. But it's like it, the censored version is just a black bar over yeah. the dick. Like, yeah. it's, all, it's the only difference. Oh, man. I want to do something. I want my Steam art for Vomitorium to just be a, a set of balls. That's basically what all your games are. <laughs> it's, just, it's just genitals. It's like... <laughs> What yeah. weird creative way can we turn a genital into a monster and confuse people about their sexuality? It's it's upsetting because I want to do that. I, I like putting tits and balls and dicks all over, but people message me about like, well, I, I can't stream this game on Twitch now, or people have to censor it on YouTube. It's just lame that that's like, if 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 a creature exploded into a billion piles of guts and gore, it's nothing but like a a booba. Mm-hmm. That crosses the line. I don't know. Just it I got into me. a huge debate about this. Either. We were doing movie night in the keep. I'm not going to say any names because I don't. You know, it's not. It's not worth saying. But mm-hmm. we we're, were watching Evil Dead. You know, have you ever seen the Evil Dead? I saw like three fourths of the Evil okay. Dead. 
So no if you saw house. the first three fourths of the movie, then you definitely saw the part where the lady has this unfortunate interaction with the tree. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And and I get totally why that's a very disturbing scene for people to watch. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it is awful. But like, you know, none of the parts where people are getting their bl- brains literally blown out of their head or like dissolving or or any of this other horribly, horribly violent stuff happens <laughs> to people. Does anyone give a fuck except for in the moment when the lady is assaulted? And and I'm not saying that it's okay for ladies to be assaulted, but it is a horror movie. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just following my own logic here and I'm totally open to being wrong, I guess. I don't, I did, I just like, why is that where you draw the line? Like this lady gets in an interaction with a tree that is unfortunate, (laughs) but like when someone gets like shot in the face, that's not a problem. I don't understand where that's okay. And any, neither one of these things are okay. That's why it's a hard. Yeah. It's not, you're not saying that they're both like totally awesome. It's like, no. I'm not. I don't know. I'm I saying guess... it's, it's meant to be disturbing and make you laugh because you're uncomfortable by how disturbing and goofily shot it is. That's the point. <laughs> I, it, it is a weird because it's, you know, it's it's years of, of, you know, Puritan, you know, Christian type feely-feely stuff about stuff versus, I don't know. It's I, I completely agree with you, though. I just, I can't, I don't know why that is a thing. It's really weird. It's, you're definitely right. It's a leftover thing in America from Puritanism. I I would argue that probably to my grave. Um, Because it's not a problem in Europe, you know, if you, you can't, there's no one that cares if you see a titty. Oh yeah. France is all about that. Yeah, those boobas out. I'm over France. I was talking about recently how like uh, Facebook had been censoring like women who had made a uh, like groups on Facebook about breastfeeding, uh-huh. and they and they were censored by the by the algorithm, or probably not like by human hand, but they were censored by for for showing their tits. And I'm just like, well, they're not like showing off their titties; they're feeding babies. Yeah, this is the one of the most noble things you could ever do. It's in our mm-hmm. fucking DNA that you, you know, babies suck on titties. And like, <laughs> that's why, that's why babies are awesome. <laughs> Am I still a baby? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's a, it's, it becomes a huge problem as soon, <laughs> as soon as you show anything like that in, in America, but not anywhere else. And I don't, mm-hmm. I can't really buy that. I, I had a theory. I explained this like in a recent podcast with major Arlene, like my take on that was that because sex is commodified in America, like it's in, in Europe, you know, if, you, if you're in, I don't know, Amsterdam and you want to go get laid, you just, you know, go to a hooker and the hooker <laughs> is an employee of the government, right? Like you have the legal right to have sex, like, twice a year or something like that over there. (laughs) Sex is considered a human right in their country. So there are government supplemented prostitutes whose job it is to fuck people who otherwise probably can't get it or would prefer to have that. It just be a transactional thing. Mm -hmm. And they have a union and they're well taken care of and they're tested all the time and no one gets hurt for the most part. Right. In America, 
that is a criminal activity, <laughs> just like you were, you're talking about with nicotine. It's like America nic- is just nicotine is way more harmful <laughs> than than a prostitute than than getting your dick wet <laughs> for money. <sighs> yeah, I, I'm. I wonder if like in a few generations, that's just gonna completely change, just because. My generation, your generation, or I, I wouldn't basically the same generation, man. I'm 26. I'm not that old. Come on. Are you a millennial, or are you I, are you a Gen I Z boy? I'm legally a millennial, or however they define it. Like technically, I fall into the millennial category. But I would yeah. argue that because I'm from Alabama, you should put me 10 years behind the. <laughs> put you back <laughs> in the lost generation. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I get along I, with Gen X people. Like I really get along with like forty year old dudes. We have the <laughs> same taste in music. <laughs> <sighs> same political takes. Like it's it's real weird. I'm just like the one pretty young dude hanging out with like these fifty year old guys. I'm like, What's <laughs> up, man, I fucking love docking, man. They kicked ass. <laughs> <laughs> Motley Crue, Slayer. <laughs> Anyway, I think we've we've ventured beyond what the original purpose was. Well, I think, you know, as always, that people tune in to hear about Vomitorium and they stay to hear about Scumhead. <laughs> That's fair. If you want to just wing it and, and just, just go wherever, I'm fucking totally down to do that. It's fun. That's always how I do it, man. This is my one chance to, like, actually get to talk to you for an hour that's not about business shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Or or longer, it doesn't matter. Like I'll be up until you tell me to go to bed. But all right, yeah. But anyway, we, we can make a brief transition. We'll, we'll try to make a transition back, <laughs> and then we'll inevitably divulge into something else. I'm I'm really particularly curious about how you are handling the the story aspect because this is not a game that heavily tapers on the story, right? Like you're very influenced by. Metroid by Dark Souls. These, these are games that do not like just overtly spoon feed story to you. There are no cutscenes. There's nothing like that. It's like kind of like explore the environment, find things out, figure it out for yourself. You know, if you want it, it's there. If it's not something that you're concerned with, like, you know, I don't know, the pizza boy in a porno, don't, <laughs> don't look into it. Don't read into it any further. Just wait for the titties to happen. Or if you're on the phone, just hit the fast forward button and you're all good. Hold on, hold on one second. Uh, just could you pause for a sec? So anyway, with like censorship and whatnot, and people not streaming your stuff because of the the, the gross use of genitals, <coughs> uh, which is weird. Okay, because like take The Witcher Three for a, a grand example of this. Like lots and lots of titties in those games. Mm-hmm. And that really limits the amount of people who can stream it. So, but yet, yeah, one of the most successful games ever. Same thing with Cyberpunk. Yeah, CD Projekt Red, uh, they're all of the Europe sensibility. They love genitals uh, for whatever reason. <laughs> and and yet, Twitch censors that. So, like, and YouTube to some extent. I, I but, don't know if Twitch would censor uh, Witcher 3. I think people are more concerned that it's an indie dev and there isn't protection. But I think in something like Witcher 3, like, you're pretty much like plenty of people stream cyberpunk and, and you fuck people in that game. So that's what I don't get. Like, so why is it a problem? Like why, why is it a problem for you, but not for them? I, what is the fact that it's an indie dev have to do with it? I don't, I don't know. Why are you not affording AAA backing? Maybe 
don't know. Maybe with larger releases, Twitch knows they're going to get shit tons of views for it, so they have an incentive to let people play it. Yeah, not like to if be you're a hot streamer and you're stri- you know you're in your in your kitty pool or whatever, and your titties are like just all the <laughs> nipples hanging out, and and you're playing Vomitorium. Like, is the game what gets you kicked off Twitch? Like, I don't get it. Well, they seem to be fine with hot tub streamers or uh, <laughs> indoor pool streamers. I'm more concerned. I think I don't know. Twitch is a is a shitty place. I don't think YouTube is as... You might get demonetized. I highly doubt it. I'm not going to say for sure, so don't. I don't really know how YouTube works deep down, but what, what I'm Twitch getting is at fucking is like, weird. How much does that shit actually have an effect on whether or not people play your game? Because we're like... People who are marketing games like focus a lot on getting it onto YouTube and Twitch and all this kind of shit. And it definitely seems to have an apparent help on the genre but like you can be as successful as the witcher 3 with titties in your game and it's not a fucking problem so i it's what i'm getting at. I was like, why i don't know why are we playing this fucking game with ourselves it's so strange i don't you can know. say all the cuss words you want on twitch as long as you don't use a racial slur mm-hmm. you know and even to that extent i'm pretty sure like you can like sing lyrics and stuff you just can't like well, if you oh, say a racial slur, you'll you'll get a you'll get a three day vacation, pretty much. Um, but like, definitely don't show me the the big vagina monster <laughs> <laughs> from the end of Like and Thorn. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, man. It's I just I it pisses me off because I I don't want to change what I want to make to suit, you know. A, a, a social media platform. It's it's totally, it's mega lame. Be uncompromising. You know, you're you. Mm-hmm. You you do what makes you and your audience happy, which is clearly titties and pussies and, and, <laughs> and, and giant cock. Like, maybe we should just start streaming your game on like Pornhub and OnlyFans. <laughs> that was actually something I thought about doing: is posting all the trailers on on Pornhub. Because people just upload like TV show episodes on there, man. It's it's nuts. It might be really good advertising. You know, we'll, we'll market it as an, an erotic. For yeah, this game will make you come in five seconds. <laughs> it might that might actually work. You know, that might actually get you some purchases that you, <laughs> you don't know, and and it's strange because. Regardless, you know, whatever the fucking case, like it doesn't really matter, like how you reach the people. If if you reach people who vibe with what you're doing, then it's good. And mm-hmm. and in, in your particular case, it's like you've built up a very significant group of people who you know are willing to put their money where their mouth is when it comes to like saying, "I really like what you do." You know, I really respect and value your art, and that's different. That's weird. It's not ever. Not everyone gets to feel that way. It's weird and terrifying. I don't. I don't, I don't deal with the expectations all too well. I have like days where I just gotta sit in the bathtub or in my bed for a couple hours. Just I don't know. I get weird anxiety fits about it. What are you scared of? Failure. 
What? <laughs> in in this case, like you've already you made the money up front. I mean, you made well, you made more in your Kickstarter for this game than the average game on Twitch can expect to make from just Russian bots alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the, the Kickstarter money isn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call that revenue. It's it's money to help make the game, which of, of course. course some of that is is supporting me and and feeding me, and paying my boys. But it's not money I'm comfortable with. Like when the game starts selling, that's just like I'm going to do whatever I want type of money. Except I'm I'm not going to go crazy with it because I'm I'm not a lunatic. Investment versus profit that makes perfect sense. Of yeah. course, that's a very mature business thought that you had there. Thank you. I've grown a lot since my Bionicle days. (laughs) No, it it wasn't Bionicles. It it, it wasn't Bionicles. It was Godzilla figures. Do you still have all those Godzilla figures? Oh, they're, they're in the garage and it's, it's Arizona. So, you know, they've all melted together. Probably. What a waste. Have you seen, uh, have you seen Godzilla versus or Kong versus Godzilla yet? No, I'm not really into the, um, the... <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm nuts. I'm, I'm just six I'm not another Western. Blew six grand on Godzilla figures. Doesn't like Godzilla. I love Godzilla. I love the Japanese tokusatsu people in rubber suits doing cool practical effects. Godzilla. I'm not into the CG. Shin Godzilla is my favorite movie. Period. Ever. Ever. Right. Ever. That that movie's fucking unbelievably good. I okay. As a big fan with a very similar take that you have, mm-hmm. Congress is Godzilla was made by like one of my favorite directors ever, and I think you should at least give it a chance. You know, it's it's big, it's Hollywood, it's it's super CG. It's got all the things that you don't like about it, but it also has, <laughs> it, it's made by people who really get Godzilla. They really understand like what makes Godzilla good. And I think you should just like give a chance to have both, you know, and see how you feel. I, um, cause I, I, I watched it fully expecting to like, I don't, I'm probably not going to like this, but I know that I love the people who made it. So I'm going to give it a chance. And you know what? I was wrong. It was good. <laughs> and I had a good time and, and it gave me everything that I wanted. I haven't seen the King Kong movie or uh, King of the Monsters either. I I saw King of the Monsters. I did not watch Skull Island or any of that shit. Uh, I don't really care that much about Kong, to be honest. Because it's just a big, boring monkey. But you got to give them the chance to do it right. And I think they did it pretty, pretty damn good. Like they, They didn't fuck anything up overtly that I could identify in my... One part, you know, I was a few drinks in. I was. I watched it when I was in Seattle with my two best friends in the whole world. So like, mm. there wasn't a whole lot that could ruin this. <laughs> I was drinking Rainier by the gallon. I was just like super stoked, and it was fun. But it's a good movie, man. I I really do think that you would enjoy it. You should give it. I'm a- I'm so shit at watching movies. I it, like I watch like one movie every six months. Like it takes me a while. There's always movie night in the keep, man. I'm always putting on good shit. I don't know. Maybe I'll show up sometime. 
I'll add you to the roll and I'll just ping you every time we start a movie. <laughs> you can make a decision each time. I watched a movie called Frankenstein's Army a couple days ago. Yeah. What's that? Uh, Russians are going are invading Germany, and they come across this fucking creepy ass industrial like cathedral looking place, and uh, there's just really cool like. Uh, like real special effects, like the creature designs. It's fucking stupid and goofy, but it's it's got a super cool aesthetic. And uh, have you have you played Resident Evil Eight yet? I have watched my friend play it, and I've also seen G Man Lives' uh, review of it. But I outright refuse to pay that amount of money for a AAA game. Fair enough. I, I do enjoy, I've enjoyed everything I've seen of it. I will almost certainly, when it's, you know, on sale for $20 on Steam a couple of years from now, buy it and play the shit out of it, but I'm not doing it today. I, I My money is yours. You're Fair the, enough. People <laughs> like you, people like you are how I make my living, not Resident Evil. If that <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. I, don't know, I, I just mentioned it because uh, the the Frankenstein's Army movie was a big inspiration for one of the areas in the game. Um, and after playing the game, and I fucking love that game. What a that's one of the best games I've played in like the last few years. Mm-hmm. Super, super, absolutely kino. Um, but it just got me interested in that movie, and the movie's super charming, and it's kind of shitty indie movie feel with with kind of crummy practical effects but it's it's really interesting and cool and i just recommend like you don't have to watch it just look at some of the google images of the uh some of the creature designs because they they're pretty fucking inspired I, I spend a tremendous amount of time which which is too much time hanging out in the dread xp discord um and they they do ted specifically does uh movie nights like basically every night of the weekend so like friday saturday hmm. sunday and they all they do is watch like shitty low budget horror movies on purpose, and because it's yeah, that's what Dreadx does, mm-hmm. and and I love it. It's like one of my favorite groups of people to hang around. <laughs> so yeah, I'm into that. I'll have to check that one out or suggest it or whatever for for a different movie night. I'm sure they've probably seen it at this point. It's 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 mildly, I wouldn't yep. say famous, but it's pretty well known. It's just a. Uh, I don't know. It's fucking weird how movies focus so much on like, ha- you know, investing lots and lots of money into like, pra- like not practical. I was literally going to say the opposite of what I meant. Um, super high fidelity, like CG bullshit that mm-hmm. like actually usually doesn't turn out to mean anything. Like there's lots of movies that have lots and lots and lots of CG in them that just like suck you know, like Transformers. And then there are these other ones that are just winging it, bro. Like they're just, we got 30, <laughs> we got 30 bucks to make a movie. Let's go. And I now find them extremely entertaining. Like even if they're like objectively shitty movies with poor scripts and everything, it's just like, Oh yeah. It's, I mean, kind, of, it's kind of the same thing I, I feel with, with indie games. It's just, I, I can feel the passion that this person put into it. You know, they really wanted to do something and they absolutely pulled it off. And in your case, it's not just, you know, not only is it low budget, but it's also not shitty for the most part. Well, thank you. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's, uh, I agree with that. I think that's why I, d I have a friend of mine who is the, you know, the Marvel Star Wars type of guy, and it just, that shit rots my brain. No offense to people who like that. It's just totally not my, my style of story or aesthetic. Marvel, um, yeah, this is one of those things where it's like Disney ruined everything that I love. And for that reason, <laughs> I really, really, really hate Disney. Like, mm. all the way down the line. Just fuck them. <laughs> they can suck my dick. I'm not buying their shitty app. I don't care how good people think the Mandalorian is. I w if you gave me the Mandalorian for free, I wouldn't watch it on principle of ruined everything I love. Like, it's like if... If it's like if you're fucking, you know, somebody who killed your parents came to you and said, like, hey, but like I'll take care of you. No. <laughs> Fuck you. No. Um seriously, man, like I loved Star Wars. I was a huge, huge Star Wars fan until I saw The Force Awakens and I was like, never again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good golly. Never again. And and I, I mean, I was kind of in that era when like Marvel and Disney were still young and new, like, you know, so I got to see like the first three Iron Mans as they came out in theaters and in mm. the first Thor and all that kind of stuff. Like that was like when I was 17, probably like 14 to 17, like high school years when it was just whatever, a cool blockbuster movie, go, I'll go watch it. But like now seeing what they've done with it this whole time. I just don't, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, why would I? like and I'm frustrated by people who do and It's okay. Like people can like whatever the fuck they want to like, mm -hmm. but like, do you not see that this giant corporation is just like playing on your nostalgic love for something that was actually good art and just commodifying it and it's making just, it into a profit monkey. It's, like, it's yeah. a, it's soulless life sucking of a franchise. Yeah, and Which, it's even worse when you know that like people who work on it, people who like put a lot of their life into it, and make millions of dollars off of it, or feel the same way. Like, yeah, I just did that for money. <laughs> I feel really bad for the people who don't make millions of dollars but put their fucking blood, sweat, and tears into it, and it turned out shit anyways. That's how yeah, I feel yeah. about ninety percent of the AAA industry. That's poor why bastards. I, what, what I was saying earlier. That's why I don't. I don't want to spend money. The last AAA game that I bought full price was Doom Eternal, and and it for me disappointed me. Same. It wasn't what I wanted it to be, and so I made the decision then. I'm like I will never do that again, or at <laughs> least I'll I won't do it again until somebody totally changes my mind about this topic. But like my money is better spent supporting people who make things that I actually like like. And who I think are doing what they want to be doing, um, and you know, I could I could give my seventy dollars to, I don't know, CD Projekt Red, who made my favorite game ever. Like Witcher Three is definitely like I think, objectively, like one of the greatest games of all time ever. I could give my money to them for making Cyberpunk, or I could give my that I could give that money seven times over to people like you who are not making millions of dollars. And, and furthermore, like it's not any one member of, of CD project red. It's not like some programmer or level designer or whatever is making that kind of money. They're making some fucking 
not enough for what the amount of work and hours they put into it Mm -hmm. paycheck or Mm. I could give it to you and know that like, okay, well, steam's going to cut their amount, but like, at least you're going to be able to like buy your, your, your little Yachty burger uh, (laughs) and make another game. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's that's, that's pretty honorable, man. I want more people to think like that. Like that's, that's why I think I have a voice is because I hope to help other people kind of realize that people like you are important. People like you are making games that are better than those games, <laughs> many of those games that are uh, that have heart, blood, soul poured into them. Sweat, tears, and come. Sweat, tears, and come. <laughs> put into those games, and you ne- you actually need the money. Like the the corporate overlord of fucking Disney does not does not need, need any more money no. at all. I don't need, need the yacht. No one's benefiting <laughs> any any more, you know, from from fucking Marvel's next Avengers movie in any mm-hmm. way that's com- comparable to the need for Mango to not continue to do whatever Mangoes do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't Sorry know. Sorry to throw you out of the boss, Mango. Um, we, we just we we need Mango to be paid to do what Mango does, so that Mango can continue to do what what Mango does for you. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. We need you to be paid to do what you do so that you can continue to do what you do, which makes clearly a lot of people happy in a way that's not harmful to anyone. <laughs> Except for people, my grandmother. Scumhead Industries is not asking people to work 27 hours a day and ignore their families and their children <laughs> and their wives uh, so that a corporate overlord can make a fuck ton of money for no reason. That That's what I'm getting at. It's just nuts how companies get to that point. It's just it's so shocking to me how how people can can do that to their employees. I don't think anyone has a choice, right? Like once you get to a, a corporate point, like the corporation, a corporation is a super organism. It's not a person. Mm-hmm. There's no one at the. There's no one driving that bus. Uh, the the I will credit this. I think I've used this metaphor a lot. I want to make sure I credit it to Dr. Chris Ryan, who's like a huge podcaster that I really enjoy. He always says like, if the corporate leader, like the CEO of Exxon came into business, you know, like a business meeting in the morning and he said like, Hey, you guys, we've all made enough money, right? We're all billionaires here. Um, I have an idea. Let's just stop producing gas and just walk away and just not do this anymore. Then he would be replaced before lunchtime. They would just <laughs> get rid of him and bring in someone else. Who's like, let's go make some fucking money boys. Um, and, and that's a hundred percent true. That would happen in any corporation. If the, if I don't know who, whoever the CEO of Apple, Microsoft, Bethesda, you name it, like walked into the office tomorrow and said the same thing. They'd be like, uh, I think we think it's time for you to go. And they have the <laughs> right to do that because it's a corporation. It's not a, you know, it's not like they own any particular part. Partners would all just be like, we we have decided collectively that you don't belong here. And it's not because any one of those partners is an asshole. It's because they're involved in this giant rolling business thing where they have like so many people that are dependent upon them to continue to make more money and they just don't 
have any incentive to stop doing that. So why would I support that? Fuck them. They don't care about me. Why do I care about them? I care about you. You care about me. Let's make a deal. You know? <laughs> Uh, every time I hear about, I just, I hate, I hate thinking about people who are part of that. It's just so opposite to like everything I want my life to be. Mm -hmm. Like I just want a shitty apartment and internet and a shower. Well, let's put it this way, man. Like, I, I know you well enough at this point. You're, you are a game designer. You are a talented game designer. You are a excellent artist. You're one of the best artists I know of in terms of, and that's, that's a really subjective term, but like your art really resonates with people. You know, the things that you create visually make a real reaction within people who say it, like, I want to support that. Hmm. Um, you can't say that about everybody. It's not generic. It's not like anyone else. It's not like you copied someone else's art style. I mean, to some extent, you're like influenced by Bekshinsky and all that. But like, you are, you have your style that is scumhead. This is what I do, and it's totally your own. Mm. And people see that and they're like, "I resonate with that." That is so valuable. That is so totally different than someone who like. Well, people are really into this kind of like, ooh, spoopy, fucking cartoonish <laughs> art style that you see every day on people's fucking, you know, they, their Twitter profiles. They like get those replacements of themselves drawn in a certain way. Or <laughs> and, I know what you're talking about. You know, you know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. Like, you don't do that. You do what is true to you. You do what's, what's, I don't even want to say the word beautiful, but like, oh, time. You, do, you do what's true to you. And it's, and it's awesome and it's different and it's beautiful in its own way. And it's not made to please anyone else. And the few people who it does please really like, they're like, damn, that's what makes me fucking, you know, it's, it's, it's like that's the scat what's porn, me fucking it's hard. It's the scat <laughs> porn of video games. Don't say it's that. Like, I have to quote that on, on my steam thing now. God damn. It's like, you know, not everybody's into being shit on. But some people really, <laughs> really like it when you poop on them. Some head will 100% poop on you for money. Uh, oh, Jesus. He'll eat a little Yachty burger and just <laughs> shit all over you. Ty, that's the most disgusting image someone has ever put in my head. Thank it's, you. I'm honored beyond belief. <laughs> That you of all people would say that I have created a disgusting image <laughs> because all you do is make disgusting images. Well, I'm just imagining little Yachty Burger slowly transforming into a defecate and then being released on some poor soul from my fucking ugly ass. Dude, if little Yachty didn't have a burger before this podcast, he's definitely talking one now. Oh god! <laughs> but, dude, you're you're fucking awesome. Like you, you kick ass. You do what you want, and you're different. That's what makes you fucking different from all these other goddamn motherfuckers out there who are just act objectively like slaving towards that. Hopefully, one day I get a triple A game dev job. Because the whole point of this tangent here was to say that you would never ever. 
ever. You wouldn't last a second. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. People have asked yeah. me, if, like, would you, you ever work met- for a studio? Fuck no. If you got hired at Gearbox tomorrow, you would be fired within the hour. Because I'd be like, why can't I put tits on this monster? It wouldn't even be that. I, I, I literally don't think you could hack the work ethic that they have. Like, the what's expected of the average intern at, at Gearbox or, mm-hmm. or at or at Bethesda or at uh, imagine Rockstar, you know, something like that. You wouldn't, you would never make it. You have too much anxiety and you have too much like will in your own creative ability. Oh yeah. I, I, I can't do other people's shit. Like I've I've tried to make you (laughs) and it just didn't work at all. Cause I just, I gotta, I gotta do me, man. All right. Well, let's let's do this, but not say any specifics, right? I had a project that I wanted Scumhead to work on, and I wanted him to do something that he wasn't really comfortable doing, you know. And it was a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but what we realized as a result of that, like the the people who were working on this project, is like, but if we, what if we just let him do? exactly what the fuck he wants to do and work around that and we'll get a great product. We'll get exactly the kind of thing that we want to make. And it's better for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's a, a lesson learned is like the reason why I like, you know, I look towards a guy like you when I want to like make something creative is like I want to be I want to take the guy who does the thing that I think do, does what he does the best. And Allow them to do that, you know. Mm. Just, just make it easy for them to just do what the fuck they do, and and that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Ty, you're flattering me. <laughs> I'm not. I, I, I you would. Do you think that this would all be happening if I like didn't really genuinely and like I am a fan. I'm not. I'm not just like some podcast guru who's like reaching out to people who i think are like oh that game might be profitable that might get me more views you know i don't if you were doing that you would be the best like con man in the entire universe (laughs) i'm not capable of that like i i can't I, i try sometimes and i can't think like that i can't think in this term of like well, if I get that guest on, I'll be real. I'll get like four thousand downloads and <laughs> finally make my profit. Uh, I'll I'll be able to reach out to a sponsor and get this podcast on the next level. That's not how I think, and I wish it were because I'd probably be making a lot more money. Ugh. I I reach out to people who inspire me. You know, I reach out to people who I think like that is awesome. That is like so cool what they do. And they have if they make games like that, they have to be interesting. And I'm never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you 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 unearthed a strange gremlin, my friend. I'm a huge fan of what you do, man. I think what you do is fucking awesome. I just want to see you do. I want to see you unrestricted. You know, I want to see what you can do if no one's telling you what you can't do, or if no you know, monetary factor is in the way, or if no, uh, you know, time frame or living circumstances causing you to not be able to fully see your creative vision. And 
At this point, I'll probably do anything to see him. <laughs> Get down, boy. Start sucking. Um. Well, thanks. Sorry, I, t- I talked a lot for the last, like, <laughs> you take over. No, that's all right. I'll t- okay, I'll, I'll take over. I don't really know what to discuss other than let's kind of respond to that. Uh, well, it, that was very flattering, and, and thank you. And I think what you're doing is extremely honorable and, and very, it's a unique, like, I don't know. It's, I'm just very flattered and a little blushy right now from all of that, all that praise. I'm not, I'm not used to it. I'm usually so fucking hard on myself constantly. So it's reassuring to hear something like that. I know I'm not the only person who thinks that way about your art. Like, Look, like it, look at Uber Gawai, right? Uh, for, for people who don't know Uber Gawai, and if you should be ashamed of yourself for not knowing who he is. He is uh, a very prominent developer in Z Daemon, which is a multiplayer Doom port. And he has for years been making like these interstellar, like crazily well-designed maps for the most limited... <laughs> possible multiplayer doom port that could possibly be imagined he's an incredible programmer he's an incredible mapper he's an incredible human being and he he makes these games or sorry these levels for this game uh every year um so he's a super sentimental person right easter halloween christmas uber comes up with a new themed map for that and over over these several years that he's been doing this has created like essentially these wads you know these kind of super wads that are mega wads whatever you want to call them doom people fuck you suck my dick uh, <laughs> that are like you know on christmas we're playing through the whole uber wide catalog on halloween we're playing through that whole catalog you know and 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 pl- you know everything we have up to now plus the new one and First of all, continually getting better, but also, like, who has this much passion to do something that is 100% for free because there's no way Z Damon could ever charge money for what they do mm-hmm. because it's based on old Doom Tech that's not marketable and not, I want to say not marketable, not profitable because Bethesda owns that and, you know, id software owns that. Mm. But he's so good at it. I'm like, what would happen if this guy just made a fucking game? Like, just did had free reign to do whatever he wanted. You know, give him a budget, give him a, an artist, give him whatever he needs to just make it happen. And that's the same way I feel about you. I was just like, you know, what if I took these two people that I respect so much and I think are so complimentary and proficient and said like, what if they did whatever the fuck they wanted? <laughs> that would be awesome. And it wouldn't even matter to me. Like if it was a total flop, it would just be like, this would be really happy. I would be very happy to see this happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how I got on that tangent, but just, just essentially to say like, I too, too much probably really respect artistic integrity over like what I think is, easily marketable because mm. you can as long as something's good you can market it it you know even if something's really really bad you can market it <laughs> look at disney um 
look at most AAA game companies. Like you can you can sell something to people. You can make a lot of money off crap, off just mm-hmm. making garbage happen in real time. And it's very sad when I see John John Sports Ball twenty twenty one with a billion microtransactions. I don't know. This is a this is a topic jump, but have have you? I mean, definitely with triple. I think we can both agree that triple A gaming has started to suck absolute cock in the past ten years or so. There's examples. There are far and few examples. There are fint. First of all, there are really great people who are involved in the triple A industry. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not saying anything about people. Wonderful very talented people who find themselves in that industry because they, all they want to do is make games and that's the way that they found to make a living doing it. Right. Mm. There, there's that. There's also great triple A games, you know, for, for every shitty 2k game for every shitty, um, I don't know. Marvel movie <laughs> adaptation, uh, for, for every Fortnite which I'm going to be honest and say, I think is a not necessarily quote a shitty game because clearly people really enjoy it. And there's some good Mm. mechanics and a lot of good development there simply that it's just like that's, it's not, I don't think Fortnite is popular because of how good it is. I think it's popular because of Epic marketing it so hard, right? They, they definitely like hit gold with it, but I just got to get Drake to play Vomitorium, dude. That's all there's I got to do. There's a limit to how much, <laughs> you know, you can... There's a limit to how much Drake can bring to the table. It's true. Then, the, then there's the ugly side of the business where it's like, there are these people who are working on Fortnite while you sit there in your fucking, you know, couch and bitch and whine and complain and fuck off and jack off on your face <laughs> saying like, I don't like this update. I want more... you know whatever the fuck it is while some dude many dudes and probably chicks too i don't really know what the diversity in epic is but people human beings are forced into what i would consider unfair working conditions to make you be able to again sit on your beanbag chair and jack (laughs) up on your face and play your stupid fucking video game. Yeah, isn't doesn't right. Epic have like a notoriously awful like crunch problem? And that's, that's sort of you know they have like multiple teams working on Fortnite that are like you know in, yeah, all right you did your fucking eighteen hours we're about to come in and do it's probably hours, <laughs> but you know what I mean like unrealistic unhealthy work times uh. for these things. Or I could just support, support Scumhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, when you're supporting me, you're only you're only you know contributing to one poor, unhealthy working condition versus five hundred. You're making the choice to be in an unhealthy working condition. Yeah, those people are being enslaved. <laughs> those people are working for the money that they need to. You know, they get into a situation where they're making like, oh, this is good money. I can afford a house. And they buy a house. And they're like, oh, I didn't really, you know, and then they realize the truth is like, I didn't actually buy a house. I got into a mortgage. 
and I have to pay that. Like, and they probably bought a house that's too big for them. And then, you know, and then they have kids, they, they extrapolate their life based on what they think they're going to make. And then they end up in these like very, as you said, slave like situations. This is exactly how it happens. And then you, and I, this is not just Fortnite. I just want to be very clear. This is most industries. Yeah. They end up in these situations where they like, are living beyond their means because that's the norm in America and probably in a lot of places. I, I, I'm just speaking from my own experience. They're like, mm. okay, this is the norm. I'm going to think about how much money I think I'm going to make and then just spend a bunch of money I don't have and then be in debt for a long time. So now if they want to maintain the expectation of their spouse and their children and all this kind of shit, like keep their quote, you know, life on the trajectory that it's going to be, then they have to keep doing it. And so then they end up in these horrible situations where they're working way too fucking hard for something they don't even really believe in. Uh-huh. You know, and that's, that's another part. If you want to work 24 fucking 48, 36, if you want to stay up for 36 hours making <laughs> vomitorium because you love it. Who am I to tell you not to do that? No, that that's that wanna, shit. Is, if you're forced to work 36 hours to make Fortnite and you actually hate it, why are you fucking doing it? Only for money. Because mm-hmm. uh, they, they have to. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's just thinking about this stuff makes me, it makes me depressed, man. Because I'm just really glad I didn't go to college. Me too. Because <laughs> fucking, fucking hell. I went to college for one semester, I took pre-calculus class. I made an A, and I said, "Fuck that! I'm never doing it again." <laughs> that's a, that's my whole college career. I just i I wouldn't be able to live in debt. That shit would that would just kill me. I can barely handle an overdraft fee from my fucking subway sandwich. Much less. I want to get you to the thousands. point where you never have to think about you. We want you to a point where you never have to think an overdraft fee for a Subway sandwich. <laughs> Actually, what we really want is for you to never eat Subway again. <laughs> we want you to a point where you can afford to go to like some decent restaurant. Like, like what, Applebee's. No. <laughs> like somewhere that serves good subs and not Subway. I go to I go to Firehouse Subs sometimes. They got pretty oh, good. Of the chains... I, I will tell you, like, so, like Firehouse is pretty fucking nice. Firehouse you, is fire. It is a is it, it is a chain. Is it a corporate chain? But like, man, that hook and ladder hits hits the spot. <laughs> it's fucking delicious. I don't. There's not a lot of like solo. Like every restaurant around me. Because I, I live in a suburban hellscape, so every restaurant around me is a chain. Like there's like maybe one or two. Like, you know, brick and mortar restaurants. Right. For your 21st birthday, I'm taking you out to a nice place. <laughs> it's locally owned kind of shit. It's going to be good. And it's going to have like real good beer. And, <laughs> and you're going to like be like, oh my God, this is like the best food ever because you've only had suburban fucking food. Oh, look, here's my wife. Good morning, baby. This is just Scumhead. You don't have to worry about him. 
Oh, kitty cat. Mm. I love my kitty. That's so cute. You look so beautiful. I got bed head. <laughs> okay. Mm. You want to say hey to come in? Hello. He's my best friend. <laughs> Best We're gonna make a lot of money together, me and this guy. Oh wow! Your best well, I mean, you're my best friend, but like, how much money are you making me? <laughs> I'm kidding. Monkey. I'm gonna leave all this in too. I'm not gonna. <laughs> why, why would I? Be proud yeah, to share your spouse. What is not that? in a weird way. Uh, these are jewel pod holders, and we're I stack not, them. We're not sharing my spouse. Not, 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 not in that way, you weirdo. Hey, he said, "I'm I'm proud to share your spouse," but he meant it in a way that was like, "I'm, I'm proud to meet her." He was just trying to be like esoteric <laughs> and like kind of you know old Englishly. And it, and it sounded wrong, and I corrected. <laughs> All right, and I do this shit a lot. Close the door, and we're good. We're safe. <laughs> I do not have a way with words. I'll say that. Um, nah, whatever. All right, so with vomitorium. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that go? Jesus, we only is- talked a little bit about that. Let's be realistic about where vomitorium is going to go. You're going to make a lot of money. You're going to make a, a very substantial amount of money off this game. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not like no no no. I'm not saying you're going to be rich, <laughs> but you're going to definitely um, walk away with a different perspective on what you can do. You know, and I really believe this. I'm not joking around about it. Like, there's enough people like kickstarted this. Enough people put their money up front and said like I really believe in you and you're gonna make a pretty good profit off of it once it goes on sale right like regardless of how you felt about your Kickstarter campaign and you're gonna be in a situation where you're like okay what do I do next so my question is what do you do next well it it all depends on the reception of the game. I know I know what I'm doing immediately after that. Cause there's there's two projects that I'm one is my own, one I'm participating in. So that's what I'm gonna be working on in the immediate after Vomitorium. What what I'm going to be doing beyond that is is a matter of how Vomitorium was received. Because there's a lot of work into the systems there. It's just like, I don't want to make a sequel. I want to make a continuation of the ideas, but improved in a new setting, et cetera, et cetera. Just, I, I want to do it again, but better if it's a success. If people fucking hate it, like I said, I've got that immediate stuff. And then it's just figuring out what I want to do after that. Dude, if Project Hand Gesture <laughs> is successful, I'm going to finance everything you ever make. <laughs> well, I hope it's successful. I, I, I'm serious. serious. Like, I, I, 
your mama, your mama, little bitch, money pig. <laughs> Just like. Wee! Hey, I know I'm, I'm, so I know I'm fat. You don't have to call me a pig. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, like I would. Any any publisher should be like foaming at the mouth because it's as long as they're not stupid about how much they fucking spend on it. You know, they, they know that you're willing to live off little Yachty burgers. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm looking forward to shitting on someone with those little Yachty burgers. I want to I want to take you to a place that has such good burgers that you never, ever want to touch a little Yachty burger again. Hey, man. Oh, my God. I just realized I haven't been to Culver's in like a two months. And Culver's is my favorite. I've been so distracted. I love Culver's. Actually, they're pretty, you know, pretty, Those pretty damn good. Fucking I butter burgers it. and cheese curds. Cheese curds, <laughs> cheese curds and gravy. Oh my gosh! Mm. Little nuggets of God. Oh, I have a girl who works for me. Who uh, before she got this job, she worked for Culver's, and she's like, still like, one day I'm just saving up money so I can own my own Culver's <laughs> franchise. You know. You know how Notch has like the 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 big candy room in his giant mansion. Should just have a. I'm gonna have a built-in Culvers. You're gonna be like Michael Jackson, dude. You're just gonna have like your own. You're gonna have your own Culvers, and your, <laughs> like your personal, like your the kitchen in your house is just a is literally Culvers. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. I'm gonna do that yeah. if I'm a gazillionaire. Yeah, which I don't think I ever will be. And I, I do not want to live a lifestyle like that, if I'm being serious. I don't think that you'll I, – I can't say that you'll never be a gazillionaire because, like, that's a really bold statement to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you'll be really successful in terms of, like, your your expectations and your goals. I think that you will be, like – Man, I made a lot more money than I ever really thought I would ever make, and I don't know how to spend it now. <laughs> Success for me would just be being able to keep doing this forever. That's all I want to do. Even if I'm living with my parents, as long as I've got enough to to eat, and maybe maybe if like eventually I'm gonna have to start paying for my own health care. So, but thanks, America. You know, just being able to do this and not have to get a shitty job somewhere, um, that's success to me. I think if I had to get a job, I would commit seppuku. And in uh, over the next decade, I feel like you'll dramatically change your mind about living with your parents, about <laughs> paying for your own health care. You're, you're going to make a lot of decisions in in different, you know. Idea. You're, you're gonna form a lot of different ideas that you don't currently have now. That's well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be living with my parents for a long fucking time. That's for sure. Cause it's it's free, and look at how I'm living. I'm living exactly how I want to. There's a, a little bit of yeah with my fireplace that doesn't work because it was here when I moved into this room. I don't sit there with with wine or anything. Hey, if they don't mind, you can pop it, pro- like actually pocket every bit of profit you made. You know, cool. But I, I don't think you'll be living with your parents forever. I bet in ten years you're going to be like, damn. 
Actually, as soon as you get a girlfriend, <laughs> you're gonna be okay. Like, that that's fair. Right, we're we're done with this. I, I don't think or, or dude friend. I don't know what you're into, but like I'm as soon as you get a significant other that you really care about and you want to cohabitate with, you'll be out of your parents' house like immediately. I don't know if I'll ever be in a relationship, man. Well, I've been in one. I just don't know if I'll ever want to be in one again. Of course, this is a twenty year old talking. Like he knows what the rest of his life is going to be like, but. Right now, I have no plans for that shit. Ugh. Oh, with, with the when with Bob the pocketing, hits, when Bob <laughs> hits the stores, you're gonna be tempted. You're gonna be like, yeah, all the ladies will come screaming for my lard ass. When I take you to QuakeCon, when I take you to fucking Realms Deep, when I take you to Hollywood, okay, you gotta be careful because I fall in love very easily, and if I see a cool cosplay girl there, I'm gonna be all weird and shit. So just beware. Not in like a creepy, creepy way. Just in like a. I'm gonna hook it up. Hey, dear lord, cosplay bitch, what's up? <laughs> my boy Scumhead. She's gonna be like, "Who's that?" I'm gonna be like, "He's God made vomitorium." She's gonna be like, "Damn, vomitorium! That game be dank as fuck." <laughs> I just and have to shake like, my massive ass. Uh, I'll bring I all the boys. I, to I actually the yard. don't know that. <laughs> I'd be very curious to see what the actual demographic is for like people who are interested in vomitorium. I bet it's most ninety percent <laughs> male. I won't say male. I'll say cisgendered male, and then I'll also say like lots of genderqueer folk uh, to to try to find some sort of nice way to say that like it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to talk about there's gonna like, be a lot of uh there's gonna be a lot of people who are like in be, you know in between or whatever like very esoteric folk that's, that's chill that's with me nice i'm kind of i mean i'm not i'm not i'm a i'm dude i'm just I, I i identify as dude we're gonna but. get you lots of finboy hooters <laughs> like, yes <laughs> People who post on, post on from Fanboy Hooters, I bet you there's an overlap with the Vomitorium fan base. I look forward and, to it in my in my Fanboy concubines in my massive manner. All right, man. <laughs> I think uh, an hour and forty five minutes is good. Let's uh, let let me go to bed and you do whatever the fuck you're gonna do with your day. All uh, right, my business. That's fair enough with me, man. All right, good podcast. <laughs> this one's more of a just chatting one. I want to do more like that. Oh yeah, that's that's fucking super fun. All right, gotta say thank you, of course, to the wonderful and powerful Scumhead for being on the show once again. And uh, the music this week is from his game Vomitorium. If you're not already following that project, make sure you hit it up on Steam or wherever and get in on that shit because it is going to be absolutely epic as hell. Also, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, hey man, what an awesome show. I'd like to support it. You can head over to inthekeep.com, see all of our back catalog, make sure you like it first and all that kind of shit, but we have merch tab and we have the support tab there if those are things that you would like to pursue. All of our Patreon supporters get a kick-ass t-shirt once they've donated uh, $25 or more, no matter what tier. 
and also they all get episodes early. So those are things you can consider, but no pressure. Gotta say thanks to the people who do currently support, so here it goes. Paul, Moose, Dots, Zach, Alexander, Brad, Red Eyes, Anthony, Robert, Jack, Brandy, Fred, Lord Revan, Tones, Igrek, Simon, Immorpher, Mike, Zan, Bridge, Ben, Donkey, Shannon, and the whole Flam fam. I love you all. And if you're listening to this, I love you too, man. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for just checking out the show. Uh, hope that you continue to do so in the future. Keep an eye out for cool episodes that look like they're right up your alley because I'm sure we'll have something there for you. I love you. The Drowned God Cathala loves you. Till next time, stay in the key.